What's up, guys? Welcome back to the channel. And today I am here with the one, the only, Legend Vash, Miguel Para. And we are going to be talking about all of the crazy news that happened and came out during the Disney Investor Day event. But before we go down that rabbit hole, Miguel, it is an honor to have you back on the channel, man. I appreciate it, man. Th thank you for having me here because it's an honor to talk about oh, so much content that dropped on that Thursday Game Awards that day. And... And the whole Disney stuff that was almost four hours, like they had, they didn't hold nothing back. And Kevin Feige was just spoiling us with information like no tomorrow. Yeah, I absolutely love this event. I did not expect to get so much information. Like we got new updates to Disney, Disney Plus. We got updates to Hulu, um, Lucasfilm, Pixar, National Geographic, Star Wars, MCU. We got everything. Now we're going to be focusing mainly on Star Wars and MCU stuff. But there's a couple things from like Hulu and Pixar that I did want to talk about. So one of the biggest updates to Disney Plus is they're finally putting in the Fox content. There's going to be a mature content section so that people can see Deadpool, Logan, Terminator Dark Fate, movies like Kingsman. I re I can't wait for that. We've been waiting to find out what Disney was going to do with all the Fox content, if it was going to end up on Hulu. And now we know it's going to be on Disney Plus. So what did you think? I'm really happy about that because we knew this Fox deal was not going to be that quick. Everybody was curious to know when that's going to happen. When is all this news about Fox aliens? Disney is doing stuff about aliens. So stuff like that, it it makes sense. It was being worked behind the scenes. And when Bob Iger and all these people say like this was happening, I'm happy. Because all these people that lost their jobs from Fox may, may be coming back later on to work on more stuff for Fox slash Disney. So I'm really happy for all these people to come back and bring more work for the, this next decade that we're in. Yeah, man, you, you brought up the, the alien series. Like I'm in, I'm incredibly excited for the alien series. Like it's going to be on FX. That's going to premiere on Hulu. And I can't wait. Like, I feel like after alien and aliens, that's where that property should have turned into a TV series. Like, I feel like there's not enough that you can do in 90 minutes to just put it into a movie. I feel like you need a TV series to really explore the world of Alien. So this is actually like one of the biggest announcements that I'm most hype about um, that's not Star Wars or MCU. To me, as much as people never believe, TV is very underrated to tell stories. And people are starting to learn that a lot more because of streaming, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, all this stuff. Because what you just said, Aliens, Kingsman has two. Kingsman's 2 could have been a better story if they didn't have to try to put so much information. But now we're being on from Disney Plus and Fox. They could tell the other stuff from the States, Kingsman. And with that having a TV series, I'll be excited for it if they if they ever announce that. Because where they could tell more story of the different countries having a different version of Kingsman. That would be interesting to see down the line. But more down the line when Fox announced other projects and other IP for it. Yeah. Um, another one that I wanted to talk about was the so-called fifth and final Indiana Jones movie. Like, what do you think about this? Like, how do you feel about Harrison Ford at this age returning to be Indiana Jones? And what do you think about them saying that this is going to be the last one? I am really excited that James Mangold is directing this because um, he did Ford v. Ferrari and he directed Logan. So it's like I'm beyond excited um, to see what story he's going to bring. But how do you feel about Harrison Ford coming back? That's a plus side because of what you said, Joe Magnolo to be coming back and, and plus direct this film. But for Harrison Ford, not really excited. 
I did not grow up with the whole Indiana Jones, but I have watched the films. It's exciting. The whole theme, the scoring narrative is amazing. But at this age, like, we know goddamn well he's not going to be doing all the stunts. So we yeah. know it's not going to be him the one does doing the whole web, doing all the whole choreography and everything. As much as excited to think he's, he's going to be there, but I'd rather see as much as it wasn't that great the film, but maybe Shia LaBeouf or somebody else to pursue that role or somebody else to pursue the IP or come back, come back and say, this is my son from 15 years later. I, like as much as Indiana Jones is a strong IP and a lot of people and a lot of people love this character. He could do so much better if somebody else plays him. I agree completely. Like, I feel like they should have rebooted it after the third one. Just do a complete reboot, do a completely new series or a new series of movies. Like I get it. Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones and you don't want to see somebody else play him, but that's not how it works. So it's like, are we never going to see another Indiana Jones movie ever again? Are they not ever going to recast him ever? I feel like they should just pull the trigger and just recast him. But again, I am willing to give it a shot because James Mangold is a great writer and director. So I'm looking forward to it, but not so much like seeing because I again, like you mentioned, I don't know what Harrison Ford is gonna do. Like even if he does his own stunts, like how good is it gonna look? You know what I mean? How far can it go from just Harrison Ford talking and trying to swindle his way throughout the whole movie? But then when there's an action, we know it's him not doing all the action. Like he's a guy, I think in in his seventies, right? Or about Something to be his age. like that, bro. So, I like, don't know. He's not Tom Cruise, who's who's fifties, doing his own stunts and in good shape. And even when you're in good shape, there's mistakes happen. That's why he got hurt when he was doing the film. But Indiana Jones, aka Harrison Ford, doing his own stunts. If you do a bad stunt, you could die at that age. Yeah. So he's we don't want bro. Seventy-eight. He's Seventy-eight. <laughs> like I said, close to eighty. So doing a stunt at that age, you can't do much. So. I'd rather they just have a flashback story at the beginning saying, at my time when I was young, and just somebody just play his younger self or just say, this is my son. I should rather them, if they want to continue the IP, have somebody else recast him and just continue the role. Much better for not to just die out just because he didn't want to play no more. Yeah, I'm very happy that they're trying to erase Kingdom of the Crystal Skull so we can move on from that. But... We'll see what happens with Indiana Jones in the future. But yeah, I mean, I'll see it. I'll see it opening night and we'll see how it goes. One thing I want to add about Terminator. I'm really curious to know yeah. what they're going to do with that. Because with what happened with the most previous three films, I'm curious to know not that Disney Plus and Plus Disney as a whole is in it. What are they going to do with Chance Cameron? Is he going to come and add and be an actual producer with it? That's what I'm curious about because they know that's such a strong IP over these years. So I'm curious to know if they're going to do something more with Terminator and actually reboot it. And is Arnold going to come back for the sixth or fifth time? Yeah, I I hope he does. Um, I think the direction they need to go is a TV series. Um, The Sarah Connor Chronicles is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. If you can modernize that with Disney's budget, do it. Terminator serves much better as a series, much like Alien, Stop trying to fit it into 90 minutes. It doesn't work because you've d- it's been done already. Terminator 1 and 2, you've already done all the cool shit. But with a TV series, 
You can do stuff like the Sarah Connor Chronicles where you can have multiple Terminators come back in time and spend time with these Terminators infiltrating like schools and government trying to find their way into building Skynet from the ground up. That's something that that show did really well. And that's what I would love for them to do on Disney+. Plus. They need to show how dangerous Skynet is. Uh, in the future, they'll show how Skynet is a computer that's destroying the world. Show how dangerous it is in a TV show. Show that budget because it could show and it's possible. So they could say, infiltrate the schools, do what it can. It's possible. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, what you could do is just make a series in the future after the bombs fell. Just make an entire series of what it was like for ev- for people every day to fight against the Terminators. I think that would be really fun because we've it's never seen that before. Yeah, it's we've never seen we've never seen like a full movie or a full TV show of just humans versus Terminators. I think that would be a lost opportunity if they don't do it. It will be it will be very beneficial to them, and it will be a, a nice soft reboot. And as a yes. TV series, it could great and have new actors rebuild the role, and also it could have another five seasons. And if you have a eight episode like Mandalorian, it could be great success for it. Yeah, because what I think a lot of these series do is they have way too many episodes per season. I think the reason why Mandalorian is so good and a lot of other TV series are so good is because there's a limited number of episodes per season. Game of Thrones is one of the biggest TV shows ever. They have 10 episodes per season. Walking Dead has like 16, and even that's too long. It's too many episodes. If Walking Dead was like 12 episodes, it would be be perfect every season. You know what I mean? So it's like Lucifer. Uh, The fourth season of Lucifer is like 8 to 10 episodes, I think. I can't remember exactly. But that season is my favorite because it's so short. It's condensed instead of stretching it out to nothing. You know what I mean? And plus what's great about this is that they don't have to repeat the storyline where a character overcame something in episode 3 but then in episode 18 they had to overcome the same thing that they did 5 or 10 episodes ago I'm like but didn't just overcome your same fear that you had to do before but that's the full job of streaming service that they learn from the mistakes of long running seasons and long running episodes instead like you said short seasons but with 8 to 6 or 10 episodes max and they know their sweet spot to go from there yeah um, there is one Pixar movie um, that they talked about that I'm really, really excited to talk about with you. Um, the new Lightyear movie. We are getting a Buzz Lightyear origin story, if you will. And Chris Evans, Captain America himself, is going to be voicing Buzz Lightyear. I did not see this coming. What did you think when you heard this news? So for those people that you know grew with a Buzz Lightyear cartoon, it was in the early 2000s and it was three seasons. And the best way I could explain it is like the Green Lantern version of Buzz Lightyear. And if they adapt this into, you said it's a movie or an animated show? It's a movie. It's a movie. If they adapt this into a 90-minute movie, this will be exciting to see because the cartoon was three seasons, but short, but it was interesting because he had other comrades as Buzz Lightyear. And Chris Evans doing this, he fits the role. He is Captain America. He played the Boy Scout. And that's what Buzz <laughs> was the Boy Scout when it was compared to Woody. So it fit perfectly. And I was very happy to see that when it was announced. Yeah, I am. I'm very, very excited for this. It just seems like when you're in the Disney eco space, like you're just set for life. Like Chris Evans will have a job anytime he wants. Like he can get something at Disney. As much as I would like to see him do something in Star Wars, I don't want to see that at the same time. But we don't know that because, for example, to doing the flip side, to play the devil's advocate, 
Ming-Na Wen was first in the Disney animation Mulan. Then she went to Marvel's Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. Then years later, she went to become um, Fank in Star Wars Mandalorian. So yep. it's kind of flips that for Chris Evans. He played Captain America and that he'd go to Pixar in the same household of the Umbrella. Who knows years later from now, he could be some character in Star Wars that we don't ever expect. So, I don't want him to be a Jedi. If he's like a like a Mandalorian, I think that would be really cool. I think it would be Mandalorian or some type of New Republic, you know, Boy Scout, like his type of style of character. Cause see, if I want a, him to do something else, like do something completely different, if, you know? If he does, I'd like to see him play a Sith. If he was doing something different, a Sith. <laughs> because that would be something different, like I said, outside of his realm, outside of his boundaries that he stay used to. So he is, like you said, he's set for life. In the Disney umbrella, he could join something from Star Wars anytime. He just joined something in Pixar, and then maybe with this Buzz Lightyear, it could be spin off into a cartoon as well, just like it was before. Yeah, I, I think that would be a really good idea. I highly doubt Chris Evans would continue voicing him on a TV series because, I mean, the guy is so busy. But that would be really, really cool to completely reboot the old series, like you were saying. So, in the vein of Star Wars, like, let's get into it. Let's get into all the Star Wars news. Let's let's get going. I was um, happy with this announcement that day. All the Star Wars has been great. Oh, yeah. Like, Mandalorian is, without a doubt, the greatest Star Wars thing that exists currently. The original series is amazing. It's nostalgic. I, I love the OG trilogy. I love the prequels. Not a big fan of the Disney trilogy at all. But Mando... The Mandalorian is the greatest thing in Star Wars that we've gotten in terms of, like, film media. Like, the books and the comics, like, those are next level. But in terms of, like, live-action media, it doesn't get better than Mando. You, you hit it on the nail that Mandalorian has brought everything from comics, legends, and current continuity into what we want. For those that have not seen The Mandalorian, quick spoiler... Admiral Thawne got name dropped this past season. And just to see that if he comes live action as well, if you have seen Rebels, you know how how menacing this character is. He's almost as menacing as S-Class tier as Palpatine. And to see Grand Admiral Thawne being name dropped by Ahsoka and what it connects to Rebels is beautiful. And to see what great lore that... Man and Lauren as a series is growing, and now with all the spinoffs that we're going to talk about, it brings more of the continuity of how these creators know TV is the best way to tell these type of stories. Yeah, so speaking of the the spinoffs, let's start off with the spinoffs directly from The Mandalorian. So let's let's talk about Ahsoka. Now, the moment that we saw Rosario Dawson cast as Ahsoka Tano, we knew that there would be a TV series. There is no way you cast Rosario Dawson for like four episodes and then that's it. So I'm extremely excited to see this series. They didn't announce any release dates or anything, but it will be a limited series on Disney plus in the universe of Mando. Like, what did you think? I'm extremely excited about this. When I saw the episode that I just binge and everything, when she said, where's your mask? I'm like, who is she talking about? But then when I found that this is the same timeline of after rebels. And when she worked, with Sabine and everything. I'm like, cool. So she must be looking for something like Thrawn. Once the episode ended and she asks for where is your master Admiral Thrawn. So that means he escaped with Ezra from the whole dimension of the unknown space. So if Thrawn escaped, Ezra did. But that's a whole different conversation about Ezra. Yeah, yeah. But when I saw about Thrawn, 
That means this is, this spinoff would be concentrating more of Ahsoka and her white sabers of where she said herself that she's no Jedi no more. Mm-hmm. And if we know that there's a light side, there's a dark side, and there's a neutral side. Yeah, current canon, Jedi. correct. The current canon has explored that more in the Legends lore. That explored that, but I'm very happy to see Ahsoka and also Rosario Dawson. She's amazing as the role. It's very exciting of what they have done in this episode, but I can't wait to see what else they do more with the animation of, of what she does as a Jedi. Yeah. I mean, this is what we always wanted. Like, we always wanted to see more parts of the Star Wars universe. The, the Star Wars universe is so big, but we've spent so much time on the, Skywalker. the Skywalkers. Yes. Like, that's it. And again, the Disney trilogy is so fucking boring. Like, there's nothing that motivates me to ever watch those movies ever again. Besides Kylo Ren. Like, Kylo Ren is my favorite thing about the Disney trilogy. But that's it. I don't care about anybody else. But I love how they know Ahsoka's a fan favorite because they've been asking for a spinoff series for years since, I think, since they bought the rights back in 2012 or 2011. Yeah. They, they asked, oh, are we going to get Ahsoka series? Are we going to get Ahsoka series? And years later, we finally got one announced. And I love how it's live action. And they know good sweet again sweet six to ten episodes a season it could be two seasons only or one season but just to see animal done live action as well is exciting to see where that goes and what other characters would join her while they're jedis from the games from the core uh, from the legends that'd be interesting as what well, that would join her yeah i mean that's very interesting like they've already brought in so many like legacy type storylines into Mandalorian into Star Wars in general so I know we'll get to see a lot more something else that's coming straight out of the timeline of the Mandalorian is Rangers of the New Republic I'm really excited to see this because we're going to get to see Rangers but in the world of Star Wars you know like in the military, the the Rangers are the the best of the best. You know what I mean. So getting to see that in the world of Star Wars is something that's really really cool. Like there's so many incredible shows that's going to explore the Star Wars universe, and I'm really excited about this. Um, I didn't get a confirmation, but I'm pretty sure that Gina Carano is going to be on this show. Okay, all right. Yeah, so that's going to be really cool that she'll get to do some other stuff besides what she's doing in Mandalorian, the Obi-Wan series. Let's talk about it, man. It's going to be directed by Deborah Chow that did a bunch of the Mandalorian episodes. Hayden Christensen is going to be back as Vader, bro. I hate saying saying <laughs> i'm happy it's back because it could redeem himself. Not saying that he was a bad Darth Vader, um, Anakin, but he was... I just want him to redeem himself as a character of Anakin because he felt before in um, through some scenes and everything, and people throw memes of the sand stuff and everything. But to see him come back in the Obi Wan series is exciting because I can't wait to see Obi Wan himself come back as live action and to see it flourishing to know more of the gap, what happened in between, and how does it connect to the grander scale. Of the Star Wars lore, are they going to recon some stuff? Are they going to fix some stuff that happened, or are they going to add new lore? Yeah, it's it's all really really exciting. Like you said, like this is set ten years after Revenge of the Sith, so Anakin is full on Darth Vader. Yep. And Kathleen Kennedy said that we're going to get a rematch, so I can't wait to see Obi Wan versus Darth Vader. That's going to be absolutely insane. I can't wait to see like what Obi-Wan was doing that whole time. Like, what was he doing? Because we don't really know. We got a small glimpse into that in Rebels. Rebels with Darth Maul. 
And that's yeah. what I'm curious. Is Darth Maul also going to show up in this spin-off series? Because Darth Maul, you know, has an obsession with Obi-Wan. And in Rebels, like you mentioned, they had a rematch as well. So I'm curious to know, is that going to happen with that fight once more? Or has that going to come to fruition? Yeah, I, I don't know if he'll show up because, I mean... When they find him at the end of Clone Wars, like towards the end of the Clone Wars series, like I don't, I don't know, I don't know if because remember, like he was very like incoherent, yeah, you know, like when they first found him. So it's like maybe he was like that the whole time. So I don't know if it would be interesting to show him in the Obi Wan series. I don't know. It all depends on like the timeline and stuff. It would be interesting because with Rebels, he found him and then they fight and then he escapes. So it's really interesting to know in in what timeline would this series line up with? Would this be before the fight against with Darth Maul in Tatooine or would this be, be, be after that happens? So I'm curious to know. Well, it has to be way before because yeah, I, right? I would say between Revenge of the Sith and where Rebels is, we're talking like... 40 years oh yeah because with rebels is 30 years after revenge of the sith if i'm correct so yeah you might yeah be it's, it's some it's somewhere in there so it's like there's, there's a lot of time that passes but again man we'll see i'm, I'm very exciting. very excited uh about that series um the andor series i am very excited to see diego luna back as cassie and andor and i'm interested to see what this series is going to be like it's coming out in 2022 and we're going to see the perspective of the Star Wars universe from the Rebels. Again, this is something really, really cool. We're getting to see the universe from the Mandalorian side. We're getting to see the Ranger side of it. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Bad Batch and a couple other things coming up. But like, we're getting so many different corners of the Marvel of the Star Wars universe. So, like, what did you think about the the Andor news? I don't know too much information about the um, Andor, but all I know is I'm excited to see Diego Luna come back. Mm-hmm. And reprise his role. That's one, but two is to see the more information of Andor itself as a planet and everything else. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah. Um. Next up, I wanted to talk about the Acolyte. That's something that's going to be really interesting. It's going to take place within the High Republic era. Like this was the rise of dark side abilities and dark side powers, the golden age of the Jedi exploring the outer rim territories that were undiscovered at this point in the Star Wars universe. So again, we are covering all timelines in a bunch of different places in the galaxy. We're getting some good shit, man. It's exactly what you said, the dark side. You know, as much as we love to see the Skywalkers, you know, the Jedis, I want to see some dark people. I want to see some Sith. I want to see the Nicers. I want to see those people. Yeah, yeah. Because I care about, like, as much as I love, to, you know, to see the good the good people win. But I want to see the bad guys win. Too. I want to see how did they became bad. I want to see what is it that became to this reason. The Nicers, the Darth Maul, I want to see... With this reason of the dark side rising as well, why did Palpatine come into power and everything? All this type of the other flip side in that perspective, that's also interesting. Is this other side as a flip of a coin? And there's a great side. I want to see the other dark side as well. I find that very fascinating. Yeah, we're gonna see some some of the like most incredible Sith um lords from the legacy series. Like I cannot I cannot wait for this. Um, let's talk about the Bad Batch. You mentioned that you were excited about this. Tell me why. This is the most excited of uh, out of Obi-Wan and Blasoka, Bad Batch, because I'm a big fan of Rebels and Clone Wars. And Bad Batch is a, is like the Mandalorian, but they're on... It's like the Night Watch, but they're on Bad Batch. They're their own type of version of their own squad as well. And to Clone Wars, we had a bit of information about them. The Night Watch and uh, the one with... 
Botokan, Bokatan as well. With all those other characters, we have the Bad Batch. And I'm very curious to see that more story. And this will also be animated as well instead of live action. So I'm happy that we're going to continue that type of animation style and go with that. Yeah, I feel like it would be really easy for people to... Because it's the same type of animation style from like Clone Wars and Rebels. So it's like, yeah. I, I'm really, really excited about that. I mean... I, I don't know how to feel about it. I guess when I see the series, I'll like get more excited about it. But I am, I'm just excited to hear that there's more Star Wars stuff coming out. I 100% agree. Because of these spinoffs, and plus Mandalorian, and Clones, and Rebels, it brought the love back from me for Star Wars for that reason. So I'm very excited for this. But there's one movie that you're going to say that I'm excited for. Yes, let's let's just go ahead and talk about Rogue Squadron. Dude, Patty Jenkins is directing a Rogue Squadron movie. This is pretty much a Star Wars Top Gun movie. It, that promo, the way she did it, just walking through and it's changing and it walked to the to the um, TIE Fighter, right? Yeah. It was amazing. Well, no, that, not the, the X-Wing. Thank you, X-Wing. It was amazing. The way she did that, the way she spoke about her father and everything, and the way that she wants to follow that dream and everything, I can't wait to see. And she's a great director. Wonder Woman, the way that Wonder Woman flies and everything, if she could do that with a whole X-Wing and the story of the Rogue Squadron, is amazing. I'm excited for that. Like, for a movie, more excited than anything that Disney has done as a movie. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, because, I mean, we've seen great pilots. We we have Han, we have Poe Dameron. I want to see some other amazing pilots with X-Wing, A-Wings, Y-Wings. Like, I want to see more from these types of people within the Star Wars universe. Like, again, Poe's really cool, but I want to see the other really great pilots. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very excited. Like you said, Patty Jenkins is an incredible director. I can't wait to see Wonder Woman 1984. And she's doing Rogue Squadron. This is going to be dope. Um, do we have an announcement date yet for it? Not yet. My guess is probably 2023 or 2024. Like I don't right know, on. man. We we will see. I'll have to I'll have to double check, but I don't think there's a release date just yet. One of the last pieces of Star Wars news that I wanted to talk about was um the announcement of the Lando series. Uh Justin Simeon, who did Dear White People, is developing the series. It's in early development, but right now we have no word on timeline and who's going to be playing lando are you excited so it's for like it? i am if it's donald glover but it's like donald glover is really busy like he's doing atlanta he's doing a bunch of other things like this guy is incredibly busy so when is he gonna have time to make a lando series like i don't but know to play devil's advocate how about the rock he's been uh rumored for black for black adam Ten years later, he finally played. So the Cindy Lando, they probably have a contract with him. Like, hey, can you come back in four years and play That's this true. role? So who knows? I'm not saying that I don't want Donald Glover, but if he's already in talks with them behind the scenes, maybe it could work. I'm not really excited. I'm more curious to know where it's in the timeline. Is this after? Um, is this sorry? Is this before the new Disney movies? Is this where we show like where he been, what he's been doing? That's what I'm more curious about. Yeah, I would actually like to see him right after the events of Solo. Oh, like, like, so, what, is, like what is Lando uh, doing after the events of Solo Star Wars story? So after Solo, but before New Hope? Yeah. That'll be like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like that would be interesting to find out like what Lando was doing throughout that whole time. Cause I mean, once we get to a New Hope territory, like once we get to that timeline, we know what he was doing. He was on Cloud City 
running it pretty much so it's like what was he doing in between that point so that's something i'm really interested in um taika waititi is going to be making a star wars movie we don't have a release date or a working title or anything like that but how exciting is it that taika is going to be doing a star wars movie dude like you said earlier he is in the house of disney they could jump to different projects he has done marvel stuff so now he could do star Wars stuff so it's exciting but i i wonder what alien is he going to be playing in that film as well because you know he always likes to be part of his own film like he's yeah. done in guardians and other stuff so i'm really curious to know what's he going to do in this type of movie as well so i'm really curious on that yeah that would be really fun i would like him to be another droid that would be a lot of fun that would be interesting um, because they always do that with a droid so maybe as well yeah um something else i'm really interested in is star wars visions it's going to be a series of short films from anime creators we are getting some Star Wars anime shorts. Like, that's going to be sick, bro. I'm curious for that because I'm happy they're giving more props for animation and they're giving more light to it, just like for Bad Batch and other series. So I am curious more than excited because I wonder what these type of shorts will be. Will it be like five minute, 10 minute shorts to like the Pixar shorts? Because if it's like the yeah. Pixar shorts, they're going to make us emotional as hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see some Star Wars anime. I'm actually kind of excited for this Star Wars A Droid Story series, which is pretty much going to follow R2-D2 and C-3PO. They're going to meet some other droids, get into some mischief. Like, that has the potential to be interesting. I just love that these options are just going to be on Disney+. Plus. Like, I don't know when I'll actually watch A Droid Story, but it's on Disney+, Plus, and I could watch it if I'm bored. If they're sure, like, if you put, like, for example, five episodes and all those five episodes wrap up for a good 30 minute, that would be sweet. Because you could just take a good 30 minute out of your day while you're eating dinner and just watch this. It'd be perfect. And if it's a good comedy between R2-D2 and C-3PO, where R2-D2 just, just making jokes against <laughs> the whole C-3PO and the C-3PO always, always gets himself in trouble, that would be good. Because that's comedy, but also a little nice sweet humor for it. Yeah, <laughs> um, that is all of the Star Wars news that I wanted to talk about. I know that you had a couple notes. Was there anything that you wanted to bring up before we move into the juicy MCU news? I'm just excited for what Star Wars is going to bring because like you mentioned before in the beginning about the Star Wars segment, where are we going with Star Wars for the next this type of decade? I'm very happy for what Disney has done for the new type of sequels. For some people, like you, James, for me and others, are hit or miss. Some people hate them. Some people love them. Some people are okay with them. But I love Mando, Ahsoka right now going on with the series. I love Star Wars, Clone Wars, and Rebels. I love the TV format so much more than the current movies. I love the original trilogy and the prequels. They're entertaining. But like we mentioned earlier, the TV format is where you could further line your story and also open it much more grander to the timelines. And this is what they're doing. And I'm very excited for we're going to bring Thrawn, Ezra. If they bring Ezra, the other Jedi's from the game of Fallen Order, this will bring back other characters that we could see from games to live action. If they also bring back characters from Force Unleashed from the PlayStation 3, that will yeah, be dude. exciting as hell because that will be a mix of the Sith side with the Jedi side. So all these things is what I'm very excited for to see in fruition. Yeah, and these are all great potential things that I'm sure somebody has thought of. But like you already mentioned, like I'm so excited for all of these different movies, all of these different series, because it spans from 
all of the different corners of time within the Star Wars universe. So many different elements we're getting from the droids perspective, the the Rangers, the Mandalorians, the Jedi. We're going to be getting some dark side stuff, the clones. Like we are getting so much different Star Wars stories and I'm so excited. I don't even know if I care to see any new Star Wars movies Same like here. besides Rogue Squadron. Like I don't I don't know if I care to see any new series um series of movies when you're going to give me these great shows on Disney Plus. And so I'm very excited give, for that. I have to give props also to Dave Filoni and John Favreau of how much yes. lore they've been getting from the legends from the games and other stuff from like you mentioned, James, there's thousands of thousands of years of Star Wars lore that have spoken. There's Jedi, there's Jedi with two eyes. There's before the current Jedi there was, there was a previous order before. So there's so much things that they could explore from the previous games, the legend and lore. And I love how these two creators, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, has been doing with Mando and other series down the road. So I'm very excited for that. And I'm keen to see what else they produce in the future. Yeah, me too, man. Like, I, I hope they take over the movie division. They like, should. I really do. I think Kathleen Kennedy is an amazing producer. Producer, yep. She's great at what, what she does. But I think it's time for her to be removed from Star Wars. I just don't think she's the right person with the right vision at this time to continue with Star Wars. Because I'll say it again. The Disney trilogy is pathetic. They didn't have a plan. Even Daisy Ridley said up into the final days of shooting, she still didn't know whether or not she was a Palpatine, a Skywalker, or a Kenobi. She had no idea. That's not how you run a company. That's not how you make movies. And that's how that universe suffered. Like, I think that's absolutely ridiculous that you get 80% of the way into a movie and then realize that the directors that you signed on aren't the right people. Talking about solo a Star Wars story. Like, I don't think she's the right person to lead this anymore. That's why I give praise to John Farrell and Dave Fallon because they know what they're doing and they know that they're doing a story from here, timelines. They know what they're setting up with Ahsoka, Thrawn. They know what they're doing and they grabbing the lore and actually setting stuff down the road. Not like... Like I said, Kevin Kennedy, she doesn't know what they're doing or anything. But that's why I give props. She's a good producer. Is she a good storyteller? People could say hit or miss. But when it comes to Dave Filoni and John Favreau, I give them props because they've been doing great for what they've been doing. Rebels and Mando and Grammar Lore from any other stories, comics, books, games, wherever it is. And they're doing it justice. Yeah, they really are doing it justice, and I can't wait to experience all of it. Um, I can't wait to get the new bundle that they have for Disney Plus, Hulu ad free, uh, yeah. and ESPN Plus for eighteen ninety nine. That's insane. That's a steal. And honestly, that's a steal. Yeah, it's a huge steal. So like, I'm gonna be getting that bundle for sure, and I cannot wait. I am so excited because we are finally getting into the MCU news. I've been waiting since Thursday to talk to you about all of this stuff coming out with the MCU news. So let's just start off right off the bat. So we finally have a new release date for Black Widow. This is like the fourth or fifth time Black Widow has been pushed. <laughs> I feel bad. And for these movies, like you said, four or five push, but it's exciting because I think this is the first movie since Iron Man that got announced on my birthday because no movie has been announced on my birthday. It's always been May 6th, May 5th, May 8th, May 4th, but this one actually May 7th on the dot. So to actually have a Marvel movie film on my birthday, will we be able to see in theaters by then? Who knows? But I'm glad they said that even though if things may occur, what happened with this whole situation pandemic, 
we also have to pay a premium extra charge to see on Disney Plus. Either way, it's the same way going to a movie theater, just pay the extra $10 or so. But I'm happy that they finally announced these dates for these movies, and it's very exciting to see Black Widow finally on screen in the next couple months because it's been a year since it was supposed to be announced or seen already. Yeah, like besides uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, I'm pretty sure that's the only film that's coming out on Disney Plus and in theaters at the exact same time. So Disney is actually taking steps forward to actually try to save the theaters because they know that the directors and everyone that works on these films didn't work so hard for these films to show up on Disney Plus so that people can watch them on their phones for the very first time. So I'm very excited. May 7th, put it on your calendars. We're finally getting Black Widow. And I am super, super excited. Um, another film that we finally got a uh, release date for is um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's going to be coming out on March 25th, 2022. I am so excited about this because this ties into WandaVision. This ties into Spider-Man 3. It's nuts, bro. So I am beyond excited. What are your thoughts? I'm happy he confirmed that he confirmed one of the stuff that every outlet has been trying to say, Andrew Garfield and everything, but he confirmed one thing, though, that it connects to the grander scale of Spider-Man 3. And Spider-Man 3 is going to be next year in in the fall, right, is what he said? For, yeah. For Spider-Man 3. So I'm excited to see how does that connect with Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. That name even sounds insane. And how yeah. when, when you even have Wanda, the mutant, and finally they said that she's a mutant, and the, her full powers are going to be explored. Because if people have know the comics, she's way more powerful than what she is in the movies. She is a mutant. She's S-class or even A-class oh, yeah. powers oh, yeah. in the Marvel Universe. So to finally explore that power of her and to work with Doctor Strange is exciting. And to finally see them two, a magician and a mutant that almost have a very similar power, very exciting to see. Yeah, man. It's going to be insane. January 15th. We don't even have to wait that long. January 15th, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be episodic. So every single week, there's going to be a new episode, I believe. And from that trailer, I still don't know what the hell's going on. It's insane of how well it looks and how interesting her powers are going to be explored. But I'm curious to know when will the name drop that she's a mutant? Because it's very interesting that we also get... The girl from Thor, she also is coming back. Uh, yeah, that's right. Jamie Alexander is coming back as Sif. So um, that's one. But I'm really curious to see how is that going to be explored. And also the guy, the Asian guy, I forget his name. Um, he is also with the government. How is he going to be playing into that role as well? Yeah, Randall Park. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. You yeah. So I'm curious to know how is he going to play in that role to help Wanda and Earth. And like, is Wanda being in trouble from the government or is she causing that whole town to kind of forget who they were and everything and miss marvel no captain marvel is also playing that role who's going to be in captain marvel 2 yeah i i can't wait for captain marvel 2 captain marvel 2 drops what was that release date november 11th 2022 and miss marvel i believe is going to be introduced in, in captain marvel 2 it's going to be i'm very happy that the way they show in that day, the way she got her news, she was emotional, she was happy, and she deserved it. That's a big role to land. And it's yeah. very beautiful like to have that team work together as Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. It's exciting to see that. Like to see from the comics, which that character is not even that old. That character is I think less than thirty or twenty years old. So 
Yes. So to see it on TV, I mean, see it on the big screen on the movie, very exciting for them. Yeah. Uh, besides um, WandaVision, like my most anticipated series that's coming out is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, bro. Really? I wish. Uh, yeah, that's my most anticipated. I wish I reacted to those trailers, but Wait. I didn't know they were coming because I lost my shit when I saw the trailers. It's going to be six episodes and it launches in March, bro. For me, March 2021. I'm the opposite. I'm more excited for Loki. That trailer got me second. more excited. For me, I'm more excited for Loki because of what Kim Asagi said. The criminal. We're going to get a crime thriller show from Loki. And you know how such a great actor he is. For him to play as Loki. And we are going to get. um, um, was the actor that was with him in the elevator? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. He was great. In that. And the way they're going to do that episodic as well and drop after black widow that's gonna be a beautiful month of marvel yeah look so loki is my is my is high up on my list it's number two like I you said it's gonna be a, first a crime. nah man i dude i am such a huge winter soldier fan like i can't wait to see a bucky series with falcon that's gonna be absolutely insane but it would have been loki because of this this simple thing they are introducing the TVA. So if for you guys that don't know what the TVA is, it is the Time Variance Authority. These are the people that are policing the multiverse and time travel to preserve timelines. This is absolutely insane. Because of what Loki did in changing his timeline, the TVA has captured him. That's super deep cuts. And for those of you, again, that don't know, the TVA feed into Kang the Conqueror that's being introduced in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, what's it called? Uh, Quantumania. That's going to be insane. Because as you know, Kang the Conqueror is a huge time traveler. Yep. So the TVA are heavily involved in Kang's storyline. And we're going to be introduced to that organization in Loki absolutely insane i'm excited for that for loki and everything because to see loki explore of him as a character because if people don't know he is loki from avengers one so yes. what happened from his character development from thor thor 2 thor dark worlds and all avengers gone. and what he sacrificed his life to protect his brother and his people all gone they're going to have a different type of character. This is a whole different realm of character. And for what James explained, if you guys need to have an idea of what the TVA is, think of it as a DC Comics version of the Time Patrol, of who it was for the show with Sarah Lance. I forgot the name. I just had it in the top of my head. I just had to search. Legends. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends, the Time you. Bureau. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Time Bureau. They had it the same. So if you guys need the help and have an idea of it, it's a similar type of concept, just in a different comics. Yeah, and um, Owen Wilson is playing Mr. Morbius, which is absolutely insane, one of the heads of the TVA. Um, there was a couple Mephesto Easter eggs in this trailer, and I was wondering how many people caught on to that. Please let me know if you saw that in the comments. But there was a scene where um, Morbius is inside of like this church and then um, in the glass, in the window, there is like a portrait of Mephesto. I was like, holy shit, dude, we are getting so many deep cuts. And um, there was another Easter egg to the Vote Loki miniseries that was in the, com um, in the comics right at the end where he's wearing that suit and you can see the pin that says Vote Loki. 
that's from a mini series in the comments in the comics so i can't wait for that it's gonna be sick and also in the ending shot scene when he had his horns and everything his helmet yeah. that also from the comics when he was in the teen loki as well yeah. so i love those little shots those little homages is is beautiful that brings that brings it back and for the character that's gonna remember was rip hunter so yes, rip yes. hunter and the time bureau is very similar to the tva and with owen wilson that's what i'm trying to bring back to yeah so loki drops may 2021 and i can't wait man 2021 is going to be an insane year um i'm not sure if they gave a release date for hawkeye um i was watching the the event a couple times um in preparation for this and i don't remember them giving a release date for this but i can't wait for this hawkeye series is going to have jeremy renner Haley steinfeld as kate bishop absolutely amazing i cannot wait dude i love it how he said i'm here to confirm with you guys that she is Kate Bishop. And like, this was already known because I yeah. love the leaks. I love the screenshots <laughs> were out. So I'm, I'm happy he knew, like, damn it. Why did they get caught? But like, hey, I'm here to confirm you. She is Kate Bishop. And it's very exciting to see that. But I'm really curious to know is that they're going to also explore his time as Ronan. So I'm yes. very excited for that because as people in the comics, when he was the time as Ronan, he was ruthless. So I'm curious to know how much are they going to show this in the Disney Plus side? Are they going to show him like blood? Are they going to show? Because just like, is this going to be an adult content or is this going to be more in the Mando side? Yeah, I think it'll be PG-13 like content. I don't think they'll go full R for shows like these there's is is not necessary because we we saw him kill people in endgame yeah very much pg-13 so and plus congrats to our girl Haley Stanford. that is that is an amazing role and huge and plus to play plus to play kate bishop and to have miss marvel i know they're leading up to the young avengers too that's very exciting too Dude. they're for sure leading up to if they have kate bishop and Ms. Marvel, one of the two people in the comics who are part of the Young Avengers, and maybe Spider-Man up to as well. That's the leader, I hope. That's a lead. That is a leading movie for Phase Five that's going to lead up to. So it's very exciting to see that the little small foreshadowing that's going to be happening. Yeah, um, my third most anticipated series that they've announced is Secret Invasion. Now, I knew that Secret Invasion was coming the moment that we saw Captain Marvel. I was like, you've introduced the scrolls. There's different factions in the scrolls. You've introduced the Kree. There's going to be secret invasion. What solidified that for me was Spider-Man Far From Home. Right at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, um, Talos makes a reference to scrolls invading people in the government. So I was like, dude, this is secret invasion. And for those of you that don't know, Secret Invasion is where a faction of Skrulls infiltrates every single piece of government on the planet. The presidency. Captain America was replaced. Yeah, Captain America, yep. We're talking everyone. People on the UN were replaced. So Secret Invasion is going to be insane. And of those people don't know, the Skrulls could I- intimidate other people's powers as well and skills that's how they infiltrate to become captain america they knew how to use his shield they knew how to use his weapon they knew how to fight like him so it's exciting but i'm excited that samuel jackson is going to be part of this because he is he we know the agents of shield is kind of connected to what it was with the whole mcu so if people yeah. know that current shield is done Shield do not exist so that means sword I'm excited to know how Sword gonna be connected to this, since people know that the ending of Captain Marvel, some guy is in the big scroll ship, 
inside the ending scene and uh, Samuel Jackson just having a little nice beach scene and everything. So I'm ready that was, to that see was that. Far from home. Far from home? Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah my, that was my Spider-Man Far from home. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh shit, this is sword, bro. Cause shield is no more. Yes, yeah, all of exist. our threats are coming from space. So he's creating sword. This is gonna be sick. And I love how he is the secret agent of secret agents. He don't tell nobody. He just keeps it to himself. Do what he's doing because he knows what's gonna happen. He is planning ahead that people that are stronger than Thor, people that are stronger than others, are gonna be coming to this planet of Earth. So he knows that he need to be ready to have another version of Shield called a sword. Yeah, I wonder if they'll bring in the Super Scrolls now, or if they'll wait until after Fantastic Four to do the Super Scrolls. Are we gonna just talk about Fantastic Four now? Not yet, not yet. Because okay, um, so I want to talk about the other Disney okay. Plus series first. Um, well, all I will add to that is that I think they will hold the Super Scrolls after Fantastic Four. That's my thought for that. Because if they didn't show it in Captain Marvel, they might give a hint in Captain Marvel 2. Because the Super Scrolls could go against Captain Marvel. Because it, but they also need, But they also need the powers of the Human Church and the others to get their powers for the Super Scrolls too. So I'm really curious to know how they're going to connect. So it depends when Kevin Faggett wants to show a hint of their powers. Yeah. Um, my fourth most anticipated Disney Plus series, She-Hulk. I f- I'm so happy that we finally have confirmation that Tatiana Maslany is going to play Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk. I'm very, very excited for this. Dude, Tim Roth is coming back as Abomination. That is, I'm thrilled because they said that it connects to the universe back then. But now this confirmation for him to be coming back and that movie was back in 2008. His CG yeah. is going to look so much better. His animation is going to look 10 times better. And to know, I want that refight of Abomination and the Hulk. And they confirm Mark Muffalo will be coming back as well. So that yes, is exciting to see. Yeah, that's going to be really fun to see a rematch between these two. And I hope that they take this opportunity to reintroduce the leader. I feel like the leader yes. should be the villain on this show because but, they can't make a Hulk movie. So why not just use the leader on the She-Hulk show? I was about to ask you that. Do you think, do you think we will, by the time they have She-Hulk out, do you think Disney will have a deal with Universal and buy the rights? They have the money. Maybe they it's want It's never them. going to happen. It's, it's not about the money, dude. Universal will never let it go. But, they won't. But happened. But what happened with Sony? They made a contract and deal with Spidey. They found the common ground. Maybe, maybe Disney. Hey, here's a buckload of money. Can we just have the rights back so they can make this? Marvel Studios and Universal has way too much beef. It's never happening. The difference with Sony was that the Sony deal is they have five years to make a Spider-Man movie, or the rights simply revert. Yeah. Back to back to Marvel Studios and then once they see it, once they saw the success of um Homecoming that's when they made the deal but there's way too much bad blood between Marvel Studios Disney and Universal I don't think we'll ever see the rights back but guys again I'm not I won't mad never. true but again guys I'm not mad if we don't get a movie I just will hope that we get the rights back because so Hulk could be more in TV shows and anything like that because like you said first of the leader one of the number five or six smartest guy in the marvel comics he being here and being as a villain the leader who has done so much damage to the hulk history it would be amazing to have and to be with his cousin she-hulk as well it would be amazing to see 
Yeah. I, I can't wait to see how they're going to explain how Bruce had this cousin that we just never knew about, that just never looked for him. So, question. Do you think we're going to see the origin story in the first or two episodes of She-Hulk, or do you think she already became She-Hulk and just have flashback story of when we got of when she got her powers? Yeah, I think Kevin Feige is smart enough to just start the series with her already as She-Hulk. And then we will get flashbacks between different episodes of what life was like before she was She-Hulk. Yeah. And plus, I'm excited to see her as a lawyer because that's also interesting as her as a character. Because if people don't know, people respect more She-Hulk than actually Hulk because she... In some runs, yeah. Yeah, in some runs. So it's very curious to know that are they going to poke fun of that as well in in a TV show, like, oh, we'd rather have She-Hulk here than Hulk. So I'm really curious to know if we're going to poke fun at that comedy from from the comics history. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, man. Like, Kevin Feige is the guy. Like, there's so many other series for us to talk about. Like, there's going to be a Moon Knight series. Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman, just a little bit cooler in some instances. And I'm really, really excited to see this Moon Knight series. Uh are you disappointed we didn't get no information about Blade? No, because, I mean, Blade is Phase 5. Like, okay. Phase 4, there's so much to do in Phase 4. Same thing with Fantastic Four. I mean, we know who's directing it, and we saw the logo, but, yeah, that's Phase 5. Like, I'm perfectly fine with just having the announcement and not getting any actual information. Same. And plus, for Moon Knight, I'm excited because that's what James exactly said, their version of Batman. And I'm curious to know what type of timeline are they going to have it and mm-hmm. are they going to have any other of the street level characters if they bring back anything anything from netflix like daredevil luke cage if they bring back anybody from there or are they going to reprise the role from other characters from the street level regime to play with moon knight or anything like spider-man because they have had some runs before in the comics so that would be interesting as well yeah, I, I can't wait for all of this, man. Um, another series I'm looking forward to is the Ironheart series. That They've already me. attached an actress. I I thought if they entered, if they did one, it would be animated first. But that, now we're getting a live action series. That really threw me off. That shocked that out of all the announcements, Ironheart shocked me the most because I didn't expect it because she's not even that old. She's literally less than ten years. She's she's the same May time I think as I think it was Miles Morales made. In the early to um in the late two thousands, and then Ironheart a couple years after, so she's not that even old. And to have her come back, I mean, to be live action is pretty interesting because a lot of people don't even ask for her as live action. And I agree with you; she should have been animated. But to have live action, props to them because they probably believe it. Probably somebody came to the room and gave them a good pitch, a good idea, and maybe somehow to connect with Robert Downey Jr. come back maybe as an AI or maybe something in that realm. I actually hope not because this is this is yeah because this is the problem I have with Spider-Man right Spider-Man is so rooted in Tony Stark it's not fair to Peter Parker so I don't want them to do the same thing to Riri she becomes Ironheart because she designs her own suit she didn't get help from anyone else she created her own suit her own tech I want her style in her own type of like um ai i don't want anything to do with tony stark he can be like inspiration like a, for a lot of people he was inspiration but i want her to be her own thing i'll be fine with that uh just some nods for tony would be interesting but i'm just curious to know are they gonna play some flashbacks since you know current tony is dead you know snap i hope not so i really hope i'm not. curious to know if they're gonna have some flashbacks like oh because you know how some way they try to say like 
she probably attended to one of his some type of seminars. That's what they did to some interesting characters, aka Mysterio, because somehow he worked, or aka <laughs> the Vulture. Somehow he worked for him and everything. That's how he has that gripe against Tony and So I'm curious to know for Rivi how they're gonna do. Like you said, in the comics, she did her own and everything. But the MCU likes to connect everything to Tony, Captain, the Shield, and everything. So I'm curious to know how they're gonna intertwine her story. Yeah, I think she will be another connection to Young Avengers, like because this, of course, is gonna connect to to the movie. So that's how I want her to connect. I don't want her to have anything to do with Tony Stark outside of him being inspiration. And I would love to see a flashback of her attending a seminar, but I don't want it to have too much. Of Stark course, like influence. you yeah. don't want like a full twenty percent or by fifty percent of influence throughout the whole live action movie. You want at least a little nods, a little cameos, and that's it. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I want her to be a hero who is inspired by Tony Stark, who's her own genius. And she creates her own suit so that she can help the people that she cares about. That's something that's really important to me. She's not waiting for someone else to come and save her. She's going to do it herself. That's something I'm really interested in. Um, I'm really looking forward to the What If series as well. I'm excited for this because if people have read the comics of the What If, but they're turning into their own style of what if Captain America did not become Steve Rogers? What happened if it was the interesting Peggy, version yeah. of Peggy Carter? That would be interesting to see. And what happened about the way they shot it is pretty interesting, the animation. Uh, it threw me off at first when I first saw it, but each scene was different because the zombies Captain America is also interesting as well. That concept. Yeah, that cool. I never expected from seeing that from the comics to actually... It's not a lot of action, but to see it actually drawn there is pretty fascinating to see the zombie captain america story of the what if i'm like okay you guys want to really touch everything of the what if yeah i'm really excited to see t'challa as star lord that's really cool that was shocking because at first it's like okay this is different i don't remember if this was in the comics and if it was guys please tell us but this was pretty fascinating to see as t'challa star lord instead of a boy so like okay i'm curious to know but also are the, the people that are voicing the characters are they are they the same ones from the live action or are they different i think it's mixed and matched because okay, that's clearly um shit why am i forgetting his name the guy that voices yondu michael rooker okay that's definitely him yeah him before but for t'challa i'm not sure if they play somebody else or or if that was chadwick before he passed yeah, I highly doubt it's Chadwick. I okay. mean, that would be really cool if it is. But they get people that can do really good, like a really good job of like imitating voices, if you yeah, will. Yeah, of course. Like um, Clone Wars, for example, the guy who voices Obi Wan Kenobi, it's pretty close to He's Ewan McGregor. So close. <laughs> um, another see, um, another movie that I wanted to talk about is um, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings just wrapped production, bro, and it's going to be released in July 9th of twenty twenty one. So I'm so, really excited for that. That's the only movie that's still slated for the same year that it was going to be coming out. Because I think, I think it was supposed to come out this year in November, but then got pushed for next year, correct? Um, This year, I think it was only supposed to be Black Widow and Eternals. Oh, yes. Thank you. I just confused over Eternals then. So, but Shang-Chi, I'm curious because it's going to explore the world more of Iron Fist. You know, we can't really speak much about Iron Fist, <laughs> but, but I'm very happy to see more of that story of Shang-Chi because he's one of the top technical fighters in the Marvel comics so I'm very curious to know how's that gonna go so I'm very excited for it and it's a full Asian cast as well so I'm very happy yes. for the production too and actually 
uh, full kung fu fighting and other martial arts of fights in that movie. So I was very excited for that. Yeah, man. Very, very excited for Shang-Chi. Like, it's going to be insane. We finally know who Christian Bale is playing in Thor Love and Thunder. I'm so excited about this. I'll be honest. I don't know that much about Gore the God Butcher. I don't know that much about him. I know a bit about him, but he could rival Thor, uh, who whoever real the God of Hammer, you know, he is a strong opponent for some really curious to know how it's going to go. But I'm not disappointed. I'm more curious to know that they didn't announce anything about Beta Red Bill. Even though a lot yeah. of people are like, it's like, oh, it's kind of too late to announce him since he technically has Thor's hammer right now. So it's just kind of pointless. But like, I was hoping we'd get some information about, or maybe Christian Bale could have played him. But overall, it's happy for Christian Bale. But I'm not that shocked since Christian Bale, when he does some type of role, he goes full in. So I'm really curious on how it's going looking, the whole costume, makeup, and everything. Just can't wait. I would actually like to see Beta Ray Bill in the Loki series. Because Beta Ray Bill, his ideals are so much like Thor. It would be interesting for Loki to be in a completely different time um, reality and to meet someone that's so close to his brother. I feel like that would be interesting. That'd be very fascinating. That'd be fascinating if they actually work around that with Beta Ray Bill to work with Loki's the brother before he meets Thor. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah. I think it would be cool. Hopefully they do it. But if they don't, it is what it is. I think it would be interesting to just show Beta Ray Bill at some point. Because we've gotten like three different Easter eggs to Beta Ray Bill at this point. And I I need it like right now. Um, How do you feel about them not wanting to recast Chadwick? in Black Panther 2 cuz during the the event Kevin Feige said that Chadwick gave the best portrayal of T'Challa in any medium and that's why they're not recasting. How do you feel about that? I'm happy. Uh you know, rip rest in peace for Chadwick. Um he played a humongous role and he did such a great job. I cried when it happened when we heard the news, the announcement that he passed. But I'm very happy that they chose to write the right decision to not recast him and if for, for those that are in the comments and watching this if you have read the comics you know that his sister Shuri has played Black Panther and you guys know she's more ruthless as Black Panther so if you guys know most likely she will be the one they did not confirm it but if you guys have seen the comics and know what's happening she will be playing Black Panther and I'm very happy for it and um, I understand why they didn't confirm it because it's still recent news but I'm overall happy they didn't recast him because it kind of placed respect for him. Yeah, uh, agreed, man. Like, I am ecstatic that they're not going to recast him. They're not going to do any CGI body doubles, nothing. Like you already said, Shuri was Black Panther in the comics, and she was a great one. Um, Kevin Feige has already established her as the smartest person in the MCU. Yeah. So you're going to have a character who's the smartest person in the MCU with the strength of the Black Panther why not just do it i'm just curious to know how they're gonna approach that and how they're gonna attach her as the role and how they're gonna con- do in the mcu are they gonna say that he passed in battle are they gonna like i'm very curious to know how they're gonna do it in in the movie side so very curious to know and plus kevin feige was in in a tough position to recast or do it and i'm happy they chose this decision and i'm sure they spoke to the families and they all agree on the same idea 
So I'm very much praised for them and very much respect for that. Yeah. I mean, even if you wanted to do something different, you could make Umbaku the Black yeah. Panther. Because I mean, too. Shuri already has her thing as the smartest person in the MCU. Maybe she doesn't want to become a fighter. And then maybe that's something that Umbaku takes over. And you know? you're 100% correct. Because who gave respect at the end of the movie to Black Panther and Baku? Who Black Panther T'Challa reunited all the other tribes to work together finally, T'Challa himself with Mbaku. So mm-hmm. this would play another homage for him to work together and redo that mantle. So it could work together. So I agree yeah. with that idea as well. I think that would work, man, and I would I would love to see it. Um I wanted to talk about Armor Wars. This is a really interesting series. This is gonna be is this live action? I think it's live action. If I'm correct, um, it's live uh, action. Yeah, Don Cheadle is going to be War Machine on this show. I feel like it would be a wasted opportunity to not bring back Justin Hammer. They should. They should 100% bring, bring back Justin Hammer. He, he, which we don't know. He should be back from the snap because this is ap- this happened after the snap. So it's been 10 yeah. years. He technically sh- should be out of prison. He probably built more, more weapons for the government. He still is in that line of business. And if we continue to top up other stories, we also know about Whiplash. So he could yeah. come back too in a better version of Whiplash if you, if they want to do the continuity. So if they continue with that, they could also connect this with Black Widow. Taskmaster has gone against the uh, War Machine and Iron Man for the suits and everything else. So this could also be a grander scheme if they want to connect it to the MCU as a whole. Yeah, I think Armor Wars has the potential to be very interesting. Like, I love Don Cheadle as Rhodey. Like, I loved Rhodey from the animated series when I used to watch Iron yeah, Man, the animated series. Here. And I hope they bring back Justin Hammer. I feel like it would be a really, really cool idea for War Machine to have to fight against whatever Justin Hammer creates. Maybe there's more stolen tech. Who knows? I would like to see all of that stuff. Um one of the biggest announcements. Oh, but did you want to add something? I was going to ask something. Is Rody going to have like a partner since you know since you know Tony is not there? Is Rody going to be by himself as a solo, or is he going to be working with somebody you know side by side with him? So that's what I'm curious to know. Or do you think maybe Pepper Potts will will come back as um, as a role? I don't. I don't know. I I think she could. She could definitely make a cameo. I don't know if. If Gwyneth Paltrow would care to be on the series, I'm sure if they gave her enough money. But that would be cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, Tony's wife and his best friend, I think it would make sense for her to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am one of the most exciting things that I absolutely lost my mind about was the Fantastic Four news. Um, We don't have a release date like we talked about, but we have a logo. We know what the logo looks like. And we know that John Watts, who directed Homecoming and Far From Home, is going to be doing Fantastic Four. I am ecstatic about this news. I think John Watts is a really good director. I think with the right Fantastic Four, I hope they go ultimate version. That way we get more years out of the Fantastic Four. And I think John Watts is the guy to do it. I'm curious to know if they're going to do an origin story or they're going to fast track it because... You know, we've seen Fantastic Four twice or three times already if you want to count everything that's happened with the previous films with Fox. So I'm curious to know how are they going to do it? Are they going to do it like Spider-Man, uh, Far From Home, and the other movies? Are they going to just show in the flashback that he did his own stuff? 
because are, are we going to see the origin story of the human tourist the thing um susan reed richards and everything are we gonna one well, more excited for is doom done right i want to say doom done please right. one more time doom done right we need that I want it from the comics. People don't understand. Doom is one of the most menacing villains. He has a country that he has a deal with the government that nobody could touch. Yep. People don't understand. He is a villain that's good, that has rival Reed Richards, that has rival a, the freaking Illuminati with Iron Man, the X-Men, and the everybody Avengers. else. <laughs> like He has taken down the Avengers by himself at times of how strong he is. So it's insane. So I want, I'm excited. And and how Kevin Feige announced it, the first family of the Marvel Universe, of the comics. I'm very happy how he announced it because it's well-deserved as it should be. That is the first family. And I'm very excited to see that. Yeah, I'm very excited to see the first family. I'm very excited for all of the news that they talked about out of this event. Like, I don't I don't really care much about the I Am Groot <laughs> series. It is what it is. That's not for me. I'm not the demographic for that. It's cute. Um, it's cute. Like, when you have kids, you know, that's something to, to show them, you know. You can watch them as Marvel, Fantastic Four, Captain Marvel 2. And if they're not ready to see all these grander scheme, colors, action sequence, but if you want to show them a little kid's version, like, I'm Groot, like, hey, this is a little version of this you can watch. You know, it's cute. Like you said, it's not for the demographic, but it's adorable. Yeah. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Like, that's not for me. James Gunn is directing it. It's going to be on Disney Plus in 2022. Um, I'm not sure if they said whether or not it was going to be live action or animated. More than likely, it's going to be animated, I think. But I don't care about this either. I'm not big on Christmas. <laughs> I'm not big on holiday specials of anything. Like, what are your thoughts? I 100% agree with you. Holiday specials are adorable. Um, They also... Um, launch a holiday special of Star Wars as well, and that was animated. So I think they will also do that for this Guardian of the Galaxy as well, because they dropped a holiday special for Disney Plus and with I was about to say the name of Baby Yoda, but in case people have not cut up to Mando, I don't want to say it. So there's holiday specials that Disney have always liked to do. Maybe for this one, is something that they want to do for the MCU version. Groot, they had the type of thing with Rocket. With with the whole comedy special, Drax and everything. So it makes sense. But I'm with James on this boat. I don't really care much for it. Yeah. Um, last thing that I want to talk about before final thoughts on the event itself is Blade. Like we finally got a logo reveal. Um, Kevin Feige announced that we're gonna get like a release date announcement soon. They're gonna be going into development really soon. They've already had the writer's room. They've already specced out a few things for the project. I am very excited for Mahershala Ali to be Blade. My question is, where does it fit into the MCU timeline? Who is going to be the first character or characters that Blade interacts with? Will it be Morbius? Will it be Spider-Man? Like, who is he going to interact with first? Like, who knows, man? So... My theory is this. For what Kevin Feige is building is Young Avengers, but he's also building the Monster Squad. If people don't know about that in the comics, we have Morbius. We have the Werewolf. We have Frankenstein. We have those Dracula. So Blade is the leader of the Monster Squad, and they fight Dracula sometimes. They fight uh, the Pharaoh. So those type of things happen in the comics. So it's what I believe for Phase 5. I agree. Blade might be interacting with Morbius first. Depends how that movie does for Sony 
with the partnership with Marvel because if Morbius doesn't succeed, it might not continue. Who knows? But if they do well, Morbius will be connecting with Blade. And if people have seen the original Spider-Man cartoon in the early 90s or in the comics, Morbius and Blade have always interacted a lot back in the comics and in the cartoon so maybe that might continue and will blade as well with spider-man so that could also be another storyline down the road but depends on what is the phase five goal because if they're having fantastic form blade they go they could also be connecting to the outer rim of the space and the darker stuff with aliens blade might be needed those type of stuff could be possible yeah it's it's all possible like you said man and the the world of blade is also so vast is going to open up so much more doors for the mcu like could you imagine watching blade and spider-man versus dracula like it's going to be insane where we could see something like that one of these days seeing that from the comics and the cartoon and they seeing a lot of action seeing that marshala ali and tom holland working together as a as a duel against dracula it's exciting to see that in live action and see it happening in front of my eyes. I'm like, wow, we we are actually doing this. Okay, I am all for it. So I'm excited for it to see Drac and where it's going to go with other characters. Like if we see Werewolf, Frankenstein, and Blade is a daywalker. If people remember Blade from the late 90s, 2000s, and that was a film that was right at this time that we're just learning how to do comic book films now with the current budget the current cg the current animation and the current directors that know how to do comic book films well and good storytelling i'm excited for it yeah man i i cannot wait for this kevin feige has come out with some incredible announcements if i was an investor in disney I would put more money in like we're going to get so many incredible new series. We're going to get so much more incredible new movies. Same thing with Star Wars. It is a great time to be a comic book fan. Is it a great time to be a Star Wars fan? Vash, let me let me get your final thoughts before we head out on this episode. I was just about to ask you the same question. I'm going to answer first, but what is the one thing you're most excited about Star Wars and what's the most exciting if you had to choose one of each Marvel and Star Wars you gotta <laughs> choose one so what you think I'm gonna say mine mine for Star Wars is definitely the Ahsoka series I'm very excited for that because she's one of my favorite female fictional characters in all type of medium that includes anime manga comic books anything she's the most interesting character because she she knows the weakness and the greatness of what is the good side, what's the dark side. She knows and she chose to be neutral because she knows that neither side is good or evil. It just depends how you tackle it. And I love that's her as a character. She was with Obi-Wan. She was with Anakin and everything. So I'm really curious to know how we're going to adventure this story of hers more down the road and within the timeline of Star Wars. So I'm really excited for that. And for Marvel, a guy growing back with comic books and being a nerd or geek, however people wanted to call it back then when he was bullying her, and seeing it now as part of the pop culture, seeing it part of the medium now, I'm excited. Seeing, I never expected to see Blade on screen again after years later. I never expected to see Ms. Marvel on screen after just not being that such an old character or most recent character. To see um, Ironheart stuff like that is insane and can to see WandaVision Loki if I had to choose one of uh, all the stuff of movies and TVs Loki is the one I'm most excited for as much as I'm excited for WandaVision uh, Eternals and everything else Loki I'm excited for because it's a crime thriller and he's a, he's such a good actor 
for what he does and he's such in a good role and we're gonna see the Tom bureau of marvel version so i'm really excited for this yeah um for me oh man for star wars this is really hard um for star wars i'm most excited about the obi-wan series Okay. Because I want to see where Obi-Wan goes after Revenge of the Sith. I want to see that rematch between him and Vader. That's going to be sick. How did losing his best friend affect him? That's something that I'm really interested in seeing. Um, as far as MCU goes, the series that I'm most excited for, I'm going to switch it up. It's actually not Falcon and Winter Soldier anymore. It's Secret Invasion. I'm the most excited to see the Secret Invasion series because that's going to get nuts, bro. It's going to get nuts. And as far as movies, I'm the most excited to see in Phase 4, I'm the most excited to see Quantumania simply because of Kang the Conqueror. That's going to be nuts, bro. It's going to be nuts. Mm. Kang the Conqueror is one of my favorite antagonists. And for him to show up in Phase 4 is going to be awesome. If people don't understand his physiology makes sense, but just the way he tackles it is just not right. But his reasoning for what he does is just unbelievable. So exactly what James said, if, if I had to choose for a movie as well for Phase 4, is that movie. And to see Paul Rudd again, he's great as as Ant-Man. And to see more of that and watch the whole relationship and the whole dynamic, I 100% agree. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Uh, any other final thoughts? We are in for a treat. 2020 was a break for us for content of Star Wars and Marvel. We were just there with Mandalorian. And then we're going to full force of content of Star Wars and Marvel into the MCU, Spider-Man, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, Secret Wars, and everything. It's exciting. Um, can't wait to do more of these with you, James, hopefully down the line and cover more of these type of big scenes, big investor stuff that happened in four hours in one day. Like, guys, take a take a break. Take it easy. We get it. You got a plan. But I'm excited for it. Yeah, man. I am excited for absolutely everything that they've announced, everything that we've talked about on this episode right here. I'm just excited to be a, com- a comic book fan. I'm excited to be a Marvel fan, a Star Wars fan, and just a fan of media yep. in general. This is a great time to just be a fan of media. You know what I mean? And I, I just can't is- can't wait to see where it all goes in MCU Phase 4 into how that leads into phase five how the multiverse of madness arc is going to lead into blade and the fantastic four that's something that's really really interesting to me but vash i had a blast doing this with you i want to talk about spider-man 3 but i actually think it would be more fun to do a separate video because then we can talk about our expectations for the movie we can talk about Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. We it's can talk confirmed. about Electro. Yeah, none of that stuff is confirmed. So how does that lead into like Spider-Verse? Like I want to talk about all of that stuff with you, but I feel like it would be better on a separate episode. And bro, so people to understand as well, Kevin Feige that day did not speak anything about the X-Men. So that's also interesting. What are they up to with that? So it's all exciting. And I can't wait to do more of this. And plus, thank yeah. you for having me as well. Yeah, man, it, it was a blast. Um, Vash did the Flash Season 6 recap with me. I would love to review every episode of Season 7 of The Flash with you. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I want to do a lot more movie news and stuff right here on the channel. And Vash is going to be with me as much as humanly possible because I love talking to this guy. I want to get other people from the Animalately brand over here and careful for spoilers because we're one big family. And yes, I want to have more cr- content across platforms 
So Vash, again, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. And plus, thank you for having me as always. Yeah, where can the people find you? Um, at Legendary Vash everywhere on Twitter, IG, anywhere you can find the name Legendary Vash. And Anime Lately, where you can find us on the YouTube side, the Google side, the Twitter side, is where you find James, me, Sam, and Ray on the podcast every week, Wednesday nights. And you can find anything of my hair discussion, black coat discussion, and everything that we will be bringing for 2020. But we will also be bringing solo leveling content because it's yes. very exciting for those series as well. So be excited. Have fun. Let's have a good time for that. Yeah. Make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that new content. Again, you guys can find me every week over on Anime Lately. You guys know we can find me right here on the channel. Follow me on Twitter, all the socials. And we will see you guys on the next one. 